Anybody ready to praise Jesus? Yes? Now. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now, Olivia? Can you hear me? Okay, good. Good. Praise God. It's always good to get together as a family for some spiritual dinner, spiritual goodies from heaven. You know, I, I was sharing with, uh, with Teresa and Miss Betty just a minute ago that I've been waking up for some reason at three in the morning, four in the morning, and just wide awake, you know, go in and, and, and to the pit stop and come back to the bed and get in and lay in there like, okay, all right, all right, Lord, all right. And the Lord says, well, listen, he says, meditate my word, meditate my word. And you know, the verse that is the star verse about meditation, all the Bibles in the book of Joshua. Anybody remember that verse, chapter one, verse eight? It says this, this book of the law or the word shall not depart from your mouth, but you will meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do what's written in it. And it says, then you'll make your way prosperous and then you will succeed. I don't know about y'all, but I could use more success in life. I could use more prosperity in my life. I, I think everybody here could probably do that. So that's the way to do it, to get into the base of it all. Meditate the word. And you know what? I, I, was, I was meditating and the Lord was opening my eyes and mind about some things. And I went and got 11 other translations, 10 other translations from, of the word. I love the the uh, the Orthodox Hebrew translation it was wonderful. I don't remember all the words because it had Hebrew words in it. But there was one that said this. Uh, this book of the law will not depart from your mouth and you shall recite it to yourself day and night. So you can observe so you can learn to do what's written in it. Think about that. Meditation means what? Literally in the Hebrew, it means chew the cud like a, like a sheep or cow, right? Chew the cud. That means moving the mouth over and over again. You ever watch, y'all ever grow up around cows? We had them when I was growing up, had, had Jersey dirt, milk cows and had good butter and milk and all that from. But it was, it was as a kid, a, a eight, nine-year-old, it was fun to sit and watch that cow. She would eat the hay and the grain or whatever. And then uh, she might go stand off on the side or she'd go lay down on the ground and be sitting there and she'd be doing this, like this with her mouth. The whole time, <laughs> she was chewing the cud on that thing with her mouth. So God, that other translation, says you shall recite this day and night. That's chewing the cud of God's word. And we, we need to learn. That, that's a revelation. I mean, I knew that already, but it's a revelation that really opened my eyes laying there in the darkness in the bed with, uh, with Dola asleep. I knew she was asleep. And there's one sure way to know that, okay? <laughs> she just backed up to listen to what I was going to say. I, it was all good. It was all good. I didn't continue, okay? It was all good. <laughs> Y'all pray for your, your, your co-pastor up here, okay? Y'all pray for him. Y'all lift him before the Lord for mercy. <laughs> So anyway, I knew that I knew she was asleep, but I'm laying there awake. And as I'm sitting there laying awake and meditating, chewing the cud, as I'm chewing the cud and she's doing something else there, uh, where uh, all of a sudden my eyes are opening up to things of the spiritual realm of heaven and the meaning of the word and, and the importance of going in and getting that word, chewing the cud of that word. Making you know what you know what chewing the cud is is they're digesting the grain better right, 
they're making the, the grain will turn eventually into milk, right? Or meat, hopefully good old steak, good old prime rib, good old brisket. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for brisket. Turn into that eventually. Why? Because they're digesting properly what was put in. And that's what God wants us to do with this word is put this word in and then decide to digest it fully. Chew the cud, recite it day and night to yourself. Another little thing he said for me to do, because he said in another place in Deuteronomy, he said, go, this, this word will be, you're going to write it on the posts of your doors. You're going to put it on the gates of your yard. All those kind, you'll have the word everywhere you go. And that's another thing I want to do is to print it up real nice and make it look pretty and put it on my bathroom mirror, put it on my dresser, put it on the headboard of the bed. So everywhere you look, you see this word coming out and you can chew the cud. You can recite this word over and over again. Amen. Amen. Who's ready to worship the word this morning to work? The Bible says in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. John 1 1. So Jesus is the word. I'm ready to worship. Anybody here ready to worship him this morning together with us? Thank you for that one amen, that two amen, those two amens, and that one hand raised. <laughs> Praise God. Let's worship him together this morning. You ready, Miss Betty? Ready? We're going to go up to Zion this morning. It says in the Bible and Psalms, come let us go up to Zion. Let us rejoice in the Lord our God. Let's do that this morning. I will worship you, Lord, with all of my might. I will praise you with a psalm. I will worship you, Lord, with all of my heart. I will praise you all day long. For thou, O Lord, art glorious. Thy name is greatly to be praised. May my heart be pure and holy in thy sight as I worship you with all my might. I will worship you, Lord, with
truly praise God is great and greatly to be praised Sing unto the Lord a new song Sing unto the Lord all the earth Sing unto the Lord a new song Sing unto the Lord of the earth. Let's celebrate. Let's celebrate and sing unto the Lord. I will celebrate. Sing unto you, Lord. I will sing to you a new song. Oh, I will celebrate. Sing unto you, Lord. I will sing to you a new song. I will praise you. I will sing song I will praise you I will sing to you a new song sing hallelujah 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 Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I will celebrate to the Lord. I will celebrate and sing unto you, Lord. I will sing to you a new song. I will celebrate. Sing unto you, Lord, I will sing to you a new song. I will praise you. I will sing to you a new song. I will praise you. I will sing to you a new song. Sing hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, 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 sing it to the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Praise him. Somebody praise him. Somebody shout. Somebody shout to the Lord. Remember that every praise is to our God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Somebody express praise to the Lord. Praise you, Lord God. Oh, we worship you, Father God. Glory and honor and praise be unto your name, O oh Lord. Blessing and honor and strength and wisdom and power and might to you, O Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He became sin who knew no sin.
the feet of Jesus, the greatness of your mercy and love. At the feet of Jesus, we
Touch me and oh. 
sing unto the Lord a new song, right? That was probably new to many of you here this morning, right? I used to sing it back in the 80s and 90s for special music, so it's still stuck there, hallelujah. But it's wonderful, and it's a wonderful song. Love through me and touch through me. And there's a third part that says, flow through me, Holy Spirit. Let that be our prayer, our supreme desire. For the Spirit of the Lord who is sent to live in here to flow out. Because Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Pastor Dola, what have we got going on today, huh? Well, it's good to see everybody here. I'm glad that we had a nice weather today. Amen. No ice, no snow. It's just beautiful. And uh, it's just what the pastor ordered. Yeah, he prays for the weather more than anybody I've ever known, but it works. <laughs> um, all of you have a bulletin. You notice there's a few things extra in this bulletin. One of them is about the weather forecast in case it does snow or ice. Um, keep a lookout. Like this Wednesday, we canceled because it was so frigid and cold. And school this, canceled. Yeah, school canceled. And we don't want kids out on, on a night if there's no school that day. Or if they get home early that day because of the bad roads and all that we're not going to bring kids out that night wednesday night so keep an eye out for that and know on sunday we pretty well want to be open on sunday but of course if the weather people are saying stay off the roads and we want to abide by the law too <laughs> so just keep that notice so um you'll know ahead of time also we have a birthday coming up this week it's our very own Miss Betty's birthday coming up the second. That's right. And we had another one a few days ago in our front row right down here, Miss Olivia. Olivia. Yes. Could we sing happy birthday to them right now? Olivia okay? was four, and Miss Betty is going to be a little older. She is going to be old enough to take the promised land. Hallelujah. <laughs> Isn't that old Joshua and Caleb were to take the promised land? Amen. <laughs> Strong as the day you came out of Egypt. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Olivia Betty. Happy birthday to you. And many more. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Happy birthday. Jesus. Oh, by the way, speaking of birthdays, did everybody remember to to sign your birthday up on the birthday list out there. Also, any anniversaries, please. Yeah, just write them in there. I have most anniversaries, but okay. yeah, um, birthdays were missing. Also, today we wanted to open the clothes closet. So, um, after church, Rachel, after church, will you just walk back there and open the clothes closet for us? And uh, that's gonna be open for any ladies that like to go shopping today. One other thing I just wanted to address that um, taxes, we do have, um, what are they called? The report. Okay, the, the, giving report. the giving report made up. If you need it this week, 
Talk to Cecil. If not, they will all be in envelopes put out on the table next week, okay? Amen. So um, that's all been done. And I think that probably takes care of all the housekeeping. It, it does. Amen. We just, we just want to thank all of our family for staying family and worshiping with us. Amen. Glory to God. We know that it's not comfortable in the winter. I, you know, I, I jokingly but seriously complain about this being like the North Pole to me. Because where I came from, it's like 50s and 40s all winter until every once in a while. But <laughs> and I love the snow. I love the cold. And he complains. <laughs> well, I, I murmur a little bit, okay? And then in the summertime. In the summertime. In the summertime. Hallelujah. He loves that. And I Sunday. murmur because I don't like, like the heat. I'm, I'm, I'm so hot I can hardly stand it. You know, place. I told him one time, you really don't want me to live in a hot area. He was talking about Arizona. I said, you really won't like me very well. <laughs> I don't do good in the heat. And he found that out. <laughs> That's why you get your swimming pool when you live in Phoenix. See? Yeah, okay. <laughs> so we are cement glad. Cement pond, you know, as Jethro, Jethro Bodine would say, a cement pond. You know, we get one of those. Amen. No, she didn't amen that, so I guess we're not. Well, I was just it. thinking, Jethro, what's his real name? Back? Max Bear. He's the oldest living actor. He's 103 years old. He's, wow. I just read that yesterday, the things I know. Yes, he's 103 years old. He's a living, he's the oldest living actor alive. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, on to other things. <laughs> I saw a picture and didn't recognize him, so I don't know who that was. So. Well, you take pictures of us in our 20s and us in our hundreds. I guess we look a little different. <laughs> I think he still eats a galvanized bucket of cereal. Okay. <laughs> that's what made him look cereal. old, that's, all that that's sugar. A, that's a secret right there. <laughs> Yeah. He 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 was he was in yeah, he was in the he was in 11th grade if I remember correctly. Y'all remember that? And no, it was 7th. 7th. He was in the 7th grade. He never grade. made it to 11th. He never got out of He, grade he graduated from the 6th grade if y'all remember correctly, you know. Yeah. Amen. If we did a test today, would we know more about the Beverly Hillbillies or more about the Bible? That's right. Thank you for bringing that up, Pastor Dolan. Well, <laughs> more about the Bible, I would hope. But more you know, about, know more about the Bible than Beverly Hillbillies, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> before I was good. Yeah, and I got a text that Marguerite and Keith were planning on coming, and they woke up with sinus and colds and wasn't able to make it. So uh, we need to keep that in prayer. There was somebody else too. I was trying to remember. Who? Patty. It's bad. With Patty, we we were there a week or two ago. Week ago, and yeah. hospices came in and moved her to a hospice nursing home facility. So we need to keep Patty up in prayer. But you know, she is more than ready to go. She she said that repeatedly. She, I want to go home to Jesus. Yeah. When we talked said. to her, she was like, "Let me go." You know. Um, her Jesus is who she loves and who she served and where she wants to be. So thank you for bringing that up. Yes. The, okay. Let's let's pray for all of this, honey. Okay. Also, I have one. Y'all see this little duck, duck, the goose boot that I've been wearing for all this time? I, I, I'm, I, you know, I've been singing, Dola, take the wheel, take it from my hand. She's been chauffeuring me all this time. And I want to get back behind the wheel. I'm ready for this thing to come off. 
but I've got to have it on. And there is, you all remember the testimony how they wanted to cut my foot off like a year and a half ago, right? Mm -hmm. And they didn't do that, but they biopsied to, to test all that stuff. They made a little slit in the bottom of it on the, by the little toe. And that little slit has not filled up and healed out. It was callousing over and they were concerned it would, would infect up and start all over again. So they were doing skin grafts and they quit that back in May. And they just started that again uh, three, four weeks ago. And I went in Wednesday, we're all excited because it went down to half size and the slit was turning into a circle and, and all. And I went in Wednesday and it was measured back. Um, it expanded a little bit, okay, in size. I'm ready for this to be filled in, healed out completely and get back behind the wheel. I want Jesus to take my wheel, but I want to get back behind my own pickup wheel and, and driving and stuff. So y'all believe God with me on that, okay, please? Nothing against you, Doll. I just, yeah. I just. Well, and the doctors to told him, go home, put your feet up, do not get up on your feet or walk. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honey, can you get me this? Honey, I need this. You're so sweet, Dola. Oh. So, yes, we do need Why him. Why don't you be sweet and get me a cinnamon roll? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we do need that. It's been a year and a half. A year and a half yeah. we've Amen. been dealing with this. But thank God the foot's still there. So do what we it's need still to there. Do. Amen. Praise Jesus for the victory. Amen. Always causes us to triumph through Christ Jesus, our Lord. So we're going to believe God together. We're going to learn to exercise God's kind of faith. Mark 11, 23 and 24. And we need to also pray for Cecil, who's been having an abscess tooth yep. and very much pain. It, it Can I share that it, it erupted last night? So. I guess that's a good thing because he's not in so much pain. It's a wonderful thing. But man, he's really been fighting it this week. Amen. So we, we speak to that abscess. Command that you be cast into the sea. You be removed like the mountain and cast into the sea in Jesus' name. According to God's word and God's promises, he said any sickness and any disease is in the curse of the law. And he said it in Galatians, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. If he took us from the curse of the law, what's that mean? We don't have the curse. So we're speaking forth the blessing of the Lord from Galatians 3 about that to that tooth and those teeth right now in Jesus' name. And claiming wholeness and healing and wellness, supernaturally healing up in Jesus' name. Amen. And who all else have we got? Oh, this foot here. We, Marguerite. Marguerite and Keith, in Jesus' name, we're, we're speaking forth uh, healing, health, and wholeness over them. Father, just like we receive every night for our church family, healing, health, and wholeness over Keith and Marguerite's household right now. And let them become contagious with that healing, health, and wholeness and make it available. Pass it on to others, Father God. We thank you and praise you that your promise is that yes and amen in that area. It's according to your will. We thank you, Father God, that this uh, this wound on the bottom of my foot is completely, this little bitty wound is completely healed from inside out in Jesus' name. And I'm freed from these boots and, and this therapy stuff and all this. I'm done with it in Jesus' name. The heal of the Lord according to the word of the Lord. Amen. And Miss Patty, Father God, we want, uh, we desire as family that Patty be super comfortable and blessed, that she transfer her location according to your will and timing, according to her request that she stated over and over again to us, Father God, that there be, uh, uh, there be healing, health, and wholeness, there be glory to your name through it in Jesus' name, that the people that are present 
can see that she loves Jesus and Jesus loves her. We praise you for that, Father God, and thank you for it. Bless your name. We thank you, Father. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Hallelujah to the Lamb. Everybody that agrees says, for I heard you before you cried out, says the Lord. I heard you from eternity past, and I've already given an answer because it says it in my word, my promises are given and they are what they are, yes. And amen, I have granted your request. I have heard your cry and I will answer in the affirmative and have answered, says the Holy One. Amen. Glory to God. Bless Glory be to Lord. Jesus. Bless the Lord. Yes, are y'all ready to worship Jesus? Let's continue in an attitude of worship. Let's worship him with the substance of our ground, as it says in the book of Deuteronomy, the produce of our ground. And uh, some of us don't have a lot of ground to produce from, but we have a job and we have business and different things like that. So we're able to, before the Lord, bring of our substance and uh, bring that into the treasury, as it says in the book of Malachi, bring all the tithes into the treasury, that there be meat, maybe food and meat in my house, says the Lord, and see if I won't open the windows of heaven if there's not a blessing, not room enough for the blessing will be poured out for you. Who can use blessing at your house? Who has room for blessing? You're not overflowing quite yet, are you? We have room for blessing in our house. We have more room than we used to have, but we have room. Hallelujah. Both hands up. Amen. So we're looking for that. And we have it. If you have it before the Lord, hold it up before the Lord right now and say these words. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus you are my high priest. You are my high priest. I come before you. I come before you in this new covenant. In this new covenant to worship. To worship with my tithe, with my, tithe, with my, offerings, with my offerings, with myself. With and I thank you. I thank you that through my obedience, that through my obedience, your promise says your promise you'll pour out a blessing. You'll pour out a blessing. There's not room to receive. There's not room. To I receive. accept that. I accept that. And praise you for it. And praise you. And for rejoice it. over and it. Rejoice over it. Give glory to your name and for give it. Glory to your name. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Woo! Somebody shout to the Lord, Miss Betty. You ready? <laughs> We bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of thanksgiving. Oh, we bring the sacrifice of praise. 
you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. We bless that name above every name. Mr. Dwayne, are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Come on down. The price is right, brother. <laughs> bless the Lord. Yeah, I think a, a lot of people out there, those that claim to be God's people, have forgotten the promise of that was given to the Laodicean church. That as they were lukewarm, mm -hmm. they would be spewed mm -hmm. out of his mouth. And we look now and we see things falling down around us. We see giants, the giant of COVID in the land. We see the giant of this, the giant of that. And, and so many Christians are in their caves hiding behind those rocks, hiding from the giant that's in the land. They need to remember who their God is, and they need to worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay, go ahead. Christians long ago were brought before a tyrant's throne. They were told that he would spare their lives if they would renounce the name of Christ. But one by one, they chose to die for the Son of God they would not deny like a great angelic choir sings I can almost hear their voices ring I pledge allegiance to the Lamb with all my strength, with all I am, I will seek to honor His commands. I pledge allegiance to the Lamb. Will the years have come and the years have gone but the cause of jesus still lives on now the time has come to count the cost to reject this world and embrace 
How many of y'all are pledged in your allegiance to the Lamb? Glory to God. Are, are we, I'm going to turn it over to you in just a moment. Okay. Praise God. Uh, you know, I, I got someone sent me something that said, I'm fully vaccinated. And then underneath it, it showed a picture of the cross and Jesus with the crown of thorns. And it said, by the blood of the Lamb. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Think about that. We, where is our allegiance? Where is our our submission to it's to the lamb right to the the blood of the lamb covering us and uh, we're going to get ready to go to kids world right now Uh, this morning news came out that the state of Virginia had ordered that no one can be forced to take vaccinations huh hallelujah and an entire country Sweden three days ago same thing no more regulations hallelujah we're free glory to God we're getting free glory to God Hallelujah. Any boys and girls in the house? I remember I saw a girl somewhere. Where did the girl? Okay. Okay. Well, you get to you get to be the lone guest of the Lone Ranger this morning, Gabe. Praise God. All right. Lone Ranger. Now, we are going to go fishing this morning in there. But there I want you to guess what's in here because it has something to do with that, you know? Uh, Jesus said this. Come with me and I'll make you to become 
something of men. Fishers. <gasps> Who said that? Who said that? Was that an angel? That's, oh, that's this Betty. It sounded like an angel, didn't it? What kind? What? What's a fisher of men called? What do we call them? They got a fishing pole. What's a fishing rod? But what does it call whenever a person does fishing? They are a fly. They're not a fish. They're a well. Let's see what's in here. Okay. Let's see what's in here. You know what he is? No, he's he's a, he's a mule. His name is Malik, the mule. And you know what? His his batteries must have died. They're brand new. Bless the Lord. He's going to sing a song to everybody about fishing in here, and his batteries have gone. Well, they aren't working for some. Oh, he might be turned off. That's what it is. Nope. It's not that he's turned off, because he's turned on now. Let's see what happens now, Gabe. Nope, he's, he's still off. He apologizes because his, his, the cat's got his throat, his tongue this morning. He, no, but he's okay, though. Those were brand new batteries that shouldn't affect him. So we'll take him in there with us, okay? See if we can get him to work. But Jesus called us to be fishermen, fishers of men. We don't want to catch, we like catching fish, don't we? Don't we, big boys and girls? We like to eat fish. I like fish. I like orange roughy, mmm, from the Gulf. And I, I like uh, uh, channel cat, blue cat and channel cat. And I like bass, mmm. And you like catfish, I like channel catfish and blue cats. Mm, we like to eat fish, but you know what? God called us to be fishers of men. We want to catch people, don't we? We want to get people. You know, I, I've added my notes for this week. I put down that an outside-the-walls church tends to be much healthier. Outside-the-walls-focused church tends to be much healthier than any other kind of church. They have a greater vitality and health inside because they're focused outside the four walls, realizing that there is a mission with a commission from the Savior, from Jesus, to be fishers of men. Isn't that right, Gabe? Are you ready to go into Kids World? I guess we'll just go in there all by our lonesome. I'll see if Olivia wants to come join us. She's, she went home. Okay. Okay. We'll just go in there and have a good time together. You don't want this, do you? I don't want this either. I'll give sound effects on the Well, it is good to be here in the house of the Lord this morning. Mm -hmm. Is it not? Yes, it is. Yeah. And just like at home, my husband has his stuff everywhere. Yeah, I left a couple of things. Yeah, you did too, Dwayne. Okay. <laughs> Never mind, I'll just pick up after these guys. <laughs> Before I have room for anything. Okay. Um, if you looked at the bulletin, you'll see that the title today is A Healthy Growing Church. So I'm just going to read to you. You, you know, Go ahead with the PowerPoint and leave it up there for a minute. I'm just going to read to you something in the Bible that you all know. Matthew 16, 18. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And when 
And I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself, for no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So we know that scripture, but we also have to realize the only way we can have a healthy church is if Jesus Christ lays the foundation. Mm -hmm. Okay? But he gives us, throughout his word, scripture after scripture, how that foundation needs to be laid and how he will come in and bring the people. So a growing church, in order for it to be a growing church that God is pleased with, we must be the people who tap into the life giving water of salvation of Jesus Christ. A lot of churches, they're not all Christian based. So today I will be reading a few scriptures, but going through quite a few. So if anybody takes notes, the first one that I'm just going to read is Isaiah 12, 23. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has became my salvation. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. So what we're going to look at, we're going to be looking at salvation from our sins as compared to what water, because water is necessary for life. You can live without food for a while, but you cannot live more than a week without water. And we all know that if we don't water our plants or water our grass, it's called a drought, and they will die. We all know that one. So human soul is no different. Without the water of salvation, the human soul will surely die. That is what the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well found out. Now this is the scripture I want you all to turn to. John 4. John 4. And we're going to start in verse 4. So I want you to look at a couple things here concerning a growing church. John 4, starting in verse 4. As I'm getting it. Starting in verse 4, and we're going to go to 14. Now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sanar, near the pallet of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about six, the sixth hour. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? Because we all know, and we studied this in the, in the ladies group, that the Jews did not associate with Samaritans. Okay? So she is simply questioning, well, how dare him ask this? But in verse number 10, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, right there it tells you, she had no clue who she was talking to. <laughs> Have we ever came across people that we had no clue who we were talking to that they walked away and we thought, oh, that was them, you know? Well, yeah, she had no clue at this time. So then it goes on to say, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. 
11, sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Big question. Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drunk from it himself, as did also his sons and his flocks and his herds? Uh, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water gave him, I give him, will never thirst Indeed, the water I give him will become in him and a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Of course, Jesus Christ is talking about different water than what we drink. He's talking about the living water inside, the salvation. <clears throat> We're going to go over to one more, and that's John. You're in John already. Go to 7, and we're going to look at 7, 37 through 39. These are the two we're going off of. 37, on the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. Now, Jesus is telling us, whoever believes in him, streams of living water will flow in him. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believe in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given since Jesus had not yet been glorified. Okay. So, as Christians, we have living water in us. So on the last days of the festival, Jesus was also proclaiming the fact we need to have living water. Let me ask you this question this morning. What is flowing out of you? What is flowing out of you? What is going on around you is not very important compared to what is flowing out of you. I can stand here and I can preach a sermon that's really good, but if you don't have the living water inside you, it still is not going to be anything but stale ground. See, flowing water is living water. Productive flowing water is living water. Dead or stopped up is not healthy, it's stagnant. It will stink and it will die. That is the same with the church. A church, a healthy church, is full of people allowing the Holy Spirit of God to be filled with in their church, in their life, to the point that when we come in, it's overflowing inside of us. Okay, are you, like, uh, I, for instance, this morning we had a word in the spirit, in tongues. That's living water flowing. That doesn't come in stale water. So if you're in churches that are stale, you would never get the Holy Spirit speaking in tongues there, okay? You can be in a church that living water is flowing inside you, and you can feel the Holy Spirit. You can be in a dead church and never feel the Holy Spirit. You can sit there and have a good sermon, but never feel the Holy Spirit. You have to have Jesus Christ in your life first to have that living water, to be able to receive what he has for us. And that is part of a healthy church. 
So no one, no one wants to draw water from a well that is polluted and still. Who wants to go to a church that is dead and stagnant? Nobody, that's right, nobody. I don't. So no one wants to come in and do the same thing over and over and over again that they've done for the last 30 years. We need fresh new water if we're going to stay alive. Just how it is. We cannot draw from the well that was produced 30 years ago. We cannot draw from the well that was produced 20 years ago, 10 years ago. We have to draw from fresh living water that is in us today because of Jesus Christ. We have to be able to receive today's word for today. We need fresh water. We need fresh water that flows. So I pray that we're a church of living waters. Let me ask you again, what is flowing out of you personally? Is what flowing out of you living or dead? Or is it stopped up? See, for a growing church, it's full of people who are allowing the Holy Spirit to be filling their lives. The church, to be healthy and growing, has to have each and every one of you be filled with the Holy Spirit so you're receiving the living water that is flowing. <clears throat> a growing church is a church that seeks after God. We must seek after the one true God. And with that brings changes, good, bad, or indifferent. There will be changes every single time, whether we want them or don't want them. Now, we plan on some changes. We plan on painting. That gave new changes. We plan on cleaning the carpet. That gave new changes. But there's things that's happened recently that I had no plans of that has made changes. We have to receive changes. We have to receive them with the way that God intends them to be. So a growing church that seeks after God will bring change. Change is living water, not a cistern that holds the old still water. It has to be the flowing water. Now, I believe every church should be growing church. Every church should be a growing church, not because of buildings and not because of programs or worshiping or preaching styles, but the church should grow because of the many things that it possesses. It possesses the people in life that need God, that needs the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you a few other things. Number one, opportunities are everywhere. We're not looking it up, but it's John 4:35. Opportunities are everywhere. Jesus says that the fields are white, white unto harvest. Mm -hmm. Everywhere you look, people are ripe and ready to be harvested. We were just talking this morning, different ones who's not saved. People are out there. And you all are in the public. Not necessarily does anybody come into the church looking to be saved. They come into the church looking for something. But you all are the ones who's out there with the public. Those are fields that are ripe to be harvested. 
Everywhere you look, people need God. Mm -hmm. It's not by lack of opportunity that we're so small. There's plenty of opportunity and plenty of sinful people out there. God gives us a harvest that no one else can reap but you. Mm -hmm. God will place in front of you people that no one else is going to be able to touch. Not myself, not Pastor Gary. God brings people to you. Okay, you, the ones of the church. So we need to be able to invite them to church. We need to do another step. We need to make sure they have a ride to church. Then we need to do an individual follow-up. How do they enjoy the church? Maybe take them out for lunch that day. See, it's not all about Gary and I doing this. It is your church. It is our church. It will take all of us for this church to grow and be healthy. So you all, as well as us, will be inviting people. Have it foremost on your mind. Let them know about this wonderful church that sits here off of 11th Street on Bildal. The next is our message is a good news. We have good news. Romans 1:16 says, it isn't that we need a better message, it is that we need to share the message we already possess. Mm -hmm. The Bible is the Bible, let's just share it. It's there and it's good. This gospel's good news is the news of salvation for everyone who will receive it. All that call on the name of the Lord should be saved. People who lost can be found. We have to remember how many people are out there and lost. And they need, they could be bound and they need to be free. They could be in darkness and they need to know the light. <clears throat> Sharing the gospel is a key way for the church to grow. And we, if you have not understood, are at the end of times. We need to more than ever before share the gospel in every way that we possibly can. <clears throat> Number three, <clears throat> Jesus turns lives around. I don't know about you, but I can stand here and say he turned my life around, you know? 2 Corinthians 5.17 talks about if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. If there is any need in our world today, it is to turn around and show people the goodness of God. <laughs> Only Jesus can give us a new life. Only Jesus can set the people free. Amen. Only Jesus can fix us. Mm -hmm. that's right. So do we not want to share something we have that's so wonderful with other people? Mm -hmm. We should, right? Mm -hmm. Number five, this world is temporary. How well we know that. More so now than ever before. But you know, his kingdom is everlasting. Now, this small church within the last year and a few months have lost a lot of people for the percentage of this small church. Thank you, Lord. They're all in heaven rejoicing, having a much better time than we're having on earth now. 
but we may lost and we haven't gained. <laughs> we just kept losing. It is time to turn it around. For us to be a healthy growing church, we must be turning this around and it's gonna take prayer, but God is here wanting to do this. Or this one has been put on my heart today. God is here wanting to do this. We have been to pastor's conferences. We've had prophecy. And all of it says that there will be a lot of changes in this church. And then there's going to be a huge turnaround. And there will be absolute huge growth. And I believe it. Gary and I stand on it. But I need to share that with you guys. So you can get it in your heart. Now there's not many here today. <laughs> there's normally half of the crowd. But you know what? only takes a few and you guys are the faithful few so and we're on Facebook so hopefully people are watching on Facebook too and even if you're housebound you can still invite people to this church we'll get them here somehow okay so Jesus turns lives around number four the church cannot be defeated Matthew 16 18 says I, the Lord speaking, I will build my church on the gates of hell and will not prevail. I read it in the very beginning. We are already on the winning team. We don't have to fight this fight. God's already won it. That's in Matthew. Satan is defeated. We have to not give in to the devil when we're having a bad day. He's under our feet. And I'm telling you what, it has been a week and a half in this church trying to get anything printed out typed up. If it's not computers, it's something. If it's not printers, it's something else. I spent more of my time trying to get a printer to work and buying a printer and fixing it and putting it up and it not working than having to take it back and then get it. I was so angry that I said, Satan can't have my days anymore on this printer. <laughs> We're going to get a printer and it's just going to work. <laughs> and it's going to be wonderful. I had all I could handle. It took me three days to get there of working on this thing. But we have been looking at this for about two weeks now. And then, of course, that puts production back. And it takes time I don't need to be having on a printer, you know. So we have to realize that we're on the winning team and Satan is defeated. And we have to move forth to what God, God has for us to do. Amen. So number five, <clears throat> this world is temporary. Whew, we know that one. <laughs> His kingdom is everlasting. Luke 1.33. The reason why the church should grow is we have the message of eternity. Eternity for people that might not have hope. We have the mess of, message of eternity for people who's looking People fear death and they fear the grave, but we have to let them know that it's been conquered. The grave has been conquered. There's everlasting life. In John 3, 16, for whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. <clears throat> Number six, Jesus values people over everything else. Jesus values people over everything else. He's the first people person. He loves the animals. He created them, but he values people. Mark 8, 36. What shall it profit a man 
gain the whole world and loses his soul. It does not. The reason the church should grow is because we shall value our people over anything else. Souls are the most important thing on the agenda of a true Christian. Proverbs 11.30, he that wins souls is wise. I want to be wise. Do you all want to be wise? Winners of souls. Seven, true riches and rewards. Matthew 6, 19, 21. The last reason the church should grow is because we have the best investment plan <laughs> in the world. A great retirement plan. <laughs> if you offer a cup of cold water in his name, you will never lose your reward. If you store up earthly treasures, you will never lose. If you store up heavenly treasures, they will always remain. This stuff here on earth is temporal. It can go in nothing flat. True riches and rewards. So, although our past history is important, but we do, but we do and who we are in the present is what's going to determine the future. Let me reread that. Our history is important. We spent November talking about the history of this church. Our church is important. Our history as church is important. But if we don't continue to go forth in the present, we won't have a future. Because what we're doing in this present determines the future. The past is not determining the future. Y'all get that one? It was built. It, it, it was a great foundation. But it won't get us any farther if we don't start moving forward. Some have said, and this could be true, that every congregation is only a generation away from being extinct. We have seen, we've had more deaths than we've had births in this church. And if the people continue dying and we don't have any young people to come in, that closes churches. Many, many have closed through the pandemic. So many in Rockford churches have closed because they were older people and either they died or didn't come back and the church closed. Okay. God does not have that in store here. That's why we do kids programs. That's why we keep trying to bring kids in, <laughs> you know, because that is a future of the church. Ultimately, I believe the healthy church will be the growing church, just like a healthy plant will be a growing plant. We have to be healthy to be able to grow. We have to receive new people. We cannot be a clique that says it's just us four and no more. We have to greet people and bring them into our circles. Okay? What are our goals and dreams for this congregation? One, we need to grow warmer through fellowship. If we come to church and leave and never talk to someone that week, we're losing out, you know? I mean, that's why we have Wednesday night. That's why we have Ladies Prayer Network. That's why we try to do things to continue to fellowship, you know? Because what little bit you get on, on church isn't that much. But we do need a fellowship. This is where friendships are built, is inside the church. So... We also need to grow deeper through discipleship. We, ne we need to personally grow deeper. Discipleship comes a lot on our Wednesday night programs. Discipleship comes when you're at home reading your Bible, reading a book about the Lord 
to grow you, to spiritually grow you. We need to grow stronger through worship. We need to worship the Lord. And it's just not about the five songs on Sunday morning. You should be in worship when you get here. Right, Miss Betty? You should be worshiping through the week in your car going back and forth to work. If you're allowed to. <laughs> and, and that's just it. That's all part of a growing church. And we need to grow broader through ministry. So, Miss Betty, <clears throat> I'm going to have you pray, um, play something. Because we're in closing now. And I want everyone here to have the opportunity to see what God is speaking to you personally. I want to do it how to grow this church. I'm not looking at all you come up to me telling me we need to do all these type of things because you will be the ones in charge of doing it. <laughs> it's not all about me. It's about you all. Most of you sitting here, well, all of you sitting here was here before I came. <laughs> so we are a group that have to go forth to be the one to grow this church, to be the one to be healthy that people, when they walk through the door, we have a beautiful building here, an open building, a welcoming building. We have to have people welcoming other people when they come in. Mm -hmm. That's why we have programs. That's why we have kids programs. That's why we have nursery programs, mm -hmm. to try to help young parents. So, Miss Betty's gonna play. I want you to take a few minutes and ask God what he has for you to be able to do to grow this church or to become more healthier. And then we'll close in a prayer.
Lord Jesus, if we need to know more of your word, then let that opportunity take place. Let us grow in you. Let us have wisdom in you, Lord Jesus. If we need help, Lord, I pray that you heal us today. And Lord, let us be changed as we leave here this morning. In your precious, wonderful name we pray. Amen. <laughs> The Lord says, don't forsake the first love. Don't forsake the first love. The Lord says he's here today. Grow as you... Lord, let us grow as you have for us to grow. In your name we pray, amen.